This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the final day of WWL Draft Fest. We are broadcasting live from the renovated Rouse's Markets right here on Highway 22 in Mandeville. Hey, it's renovated from top to bottom, so come out and see us. Uh, Mike, to tell you along with Deuce McAllister, we're going to start it off this morning. (laughs) Deuce, uh, right off the bat, uh, the Saints are up on the clock. They made a deal uh, with the Bears, and so the Saints have the first pick in round four. Uh, They gave up their fourth-round pick and also their second fifth-round selection uh, to get up to the top spot. And I was telling you, this is so reminiscent. I think it was the first draft fest Zach Streif did. Him and I are doing it. The Saints made it move up in round four. They picked Chauncey Garner-Johnson from Florida. Yeah, I mean, any, any, any time that they move up or, you know, any team really, uh, when they move up, they have their eyes on somebody. And so when they make a move like that, they've identified a player that, you know, maybe has fallen a little bit in their eyes or um, they feel like that, hey, he can come in and help us. He can uh, have an impact. You know, a lot of times it may be some off-the-field issues. It may have been – Maybe they didn't uh, test well. Well, that's what I was about to say. It may may have been some testing situation or maybe a player is transitioning to another position. Correct. You know, as far as what they see from what he did in college to – the NFL, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see who they pick, but we do not have long um, to know, you know, for yeah, them to make that selection. Yeah, that tick-tock of a clock isn't going to be too long here. One of the guys you and I were talking about, and uh, because I do know where the head coach went to school, is uh, Texas A&M safety Antonio Johnson, who is still up on the board right now. They could certainly use some help at the safety position. Along the offensive line is also another spot. And, um, man, they're pretty thin at linebacker. That's another area where if you've kind of targeted a guy, you go with. But uh, you can go a couple different spots here. But you want to get some guy that's part – that's going to help you on special teams, but also be part of the mix in a position. Well, you want to be able to have him to – hey, look, he doesn't need to be a starter. 
at this point, you're not looking for a starter unless it's for injury. And normally, if you're, you're, you're having to put a rookie in there, that's probably not good as well no. from the overall injury standpoint. But you're, you're looking for a guy that comes in, he can learn, he can play a package, yep. but then definitely help you on special teams. I think that's what you're definitely looking for. You know, it's always interesting and intriguing because you have all night those scouts, they've already, you know, their work is done. But it's the chess matches as far as, hey, look, you know, we have a couple of extra assets. You know, you, you go back to what Mickey said. We have eight picks for now. That was prior to the draft. And so, you know, they did move one of those picks to be able to move up here in the fourth round, did not move up in the first three rounds. And so, you know, they've identified somebody that they like and, uh, you know, hopefully they can go and get him and, you know, he can add to the mix of what they've already done so far. Yeah, one of the things is um, I talked to a couple of scouting friends of mine, one last night, one this morning, and he was like, we got three or four guys. we still not sure why they f- we would like to get them. Don't know if we're going to get up to get them. But I, and I think that's the case in every board. There are three or four guys there that you thought would be long gone at this particular stage of the game. And maybe there was a run on a position. You lasted a little bit longer. Injury concern, quite possibly it's a situation too. Um, uh, as you brought out, a position change uh, with a player. that And how you're projecting that player well, correct. could be a position change Correct, too. correct. And so here's a lot of times what you, sometimes we fail to realize. College coaches, yes. Their job is to develop the player. But the college coach's job is to not um, – I'm not getting keep, you ready for the keep, NFL. Keep, keep, keep you ready or get you ready for the NFL. In a sense it is, but, you know, when that college coach is let go, they're not thinking about, well, you developed four or five prospects for the NFL. You no, know, you didn't win enough games. You know, you didn't win enough games, and that's what it normally boils down and comes down to. And so, you know, maybe, maybe a college you – know, hey, look, I, I, he helps us best – as a, uh, a nickel corner. But in the NFL, he may be a guy that's a safety. He may be a safety overall. And so that's a change of a position. And so we've seen that happen to a, a, a few players. And, you know, that college coach will say, hey, look, I love it. You know, I want you to play at that next level. That helps me to be able to recruit and, you know, for you to graduate. That's what it's all about. But at the end of the day, my job is to win games. When Nick Saban was head coach at LSU, I did a couple of the LSU junkets with him. Somebody had asked him one time about your job to develop these players to the NFL. He said, that's not my job. My job is to develop them for LSU. Uh, Whatever happens afterwards, great. And if they get to play in the NFL, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. But my job is to develop them for LSU. Correct. Now, once they get out of here, it's somebody else's job. And, and, and a lot of times you, you kind of forget that. You, you, you think, it, no, your job is to help those guys get to the NFL. Huh? Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but Nick was uh, pretty stern about the fact, hey, that's not my job. That's someone else's job to develop him into the NFL. So uh, the Saints are on the clock now, and uh, we see the clock is ticking. So uh, apparently this shouldn't take too long because if you made a move up to get this pick, you know exactly who you want. Oh, they know exactly who they want. A hundred percent they know exactly who they want. And now it's just um, do we go ahead and and, and make the move? Let's get this player on the phone uh, and and, and be able to get him in in the building. Yeah. And uh, and so – and, again, we brought this up. This is very similar 
uh, to what happened. I remember Zach and I doing that show when they moved their gut up to get uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson. Uh, and I think that particular day, I, uh, they, the compensation was a little similar, so to speak. Yeah, um, it's always going to be, you know, a compensation and, and, and whether a team is willing to move back, you know, uh, for, the, for the Bears, they were able to pick up, obviously, the Saints. Uh, I think it was, what, 115 uh, is what the pick that the Saints in, originally had. 165. Well, and they picked yeah, up 165. 65 so yeah. they got the Saints, I think it was pick number 115 and then 165 to move back, you know, uh, a, a couple of places. And so the Bears felt like that, hey, look, we're in a pretty good position. Uh, we can add another body or two, and then we still pick up another draft pick. And so we're, we're just waiting on that pick, but um, I'm getting the indication that that selection will be Old Dominion offensive tackle Nick Sal- Saldario. So that will be the Saints selection. Uh, six foot six, 320 pound offensive tackle from Old Dominion. Charlie Long and I had done the breakdowns of the offensive tackles. Uh, and. Uh, Saul Deverio is was that guy that we looked at as a sleeper player. So Nick Saul Deverio, a six foot six, three hundred twenty pie, three hundred twenty five pound offensive lineman, and he played tackle at Old Dominion, will be the Saints' selection when they make it official. So it'll be Nick Saldovaderio. Yeah, that's who that's who the pick is going to be. And, you know, when you look at it, well, the Saints did lose some of those young offensive linemen as far as swing tackles are concerned. Uh, and then you also, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, uh, Ryan Ramchek, he's dealt with some injuries. Uh, maybe this is a guy that can come in and, and, and be there for Ryan. I think you still do have Landon Young. You know, obviously you were able to pick Pete. You know, the question becomes, does he have any experience playing inside as well? You know, does he does, can he slide inside and possibly play a, a, a little guard as well? I mean, because that that that's definitely going to happen. He's played a little guard. Uh, he's played mostly right tackle. Okay. He started 11 games at right tackle in 2019. Remember, 2020 season was completely canceled, uh, so he didn't get to play in 2020. He started 13 games at right tackle, and then last year, 10 games at right tackle. One game at right guard, so he's a right-handed guy. Yeah, he's a right-handed guy, yeah. definitely. And so you know, you'll 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 make him feel comfortable play, starting out at that right tackle position. But I'm sure the the Saints love to cross train <laughs> players. You know, the more that you can do in that league, you know, being able to slide inside a little bit definitely helps you. And so, Saints from a um, standpoint of draft, you pick. Uh, well, that's three three interior – well, not interior, but at least two defensive linemen, one offensive lineman, and one uh, skill <laughs> position as far as running back. And so you see them try to replenish the uh, the big guys up front. Yeah, so it's Nick Sal <coughs> – excuse me, Sal Deveri. Nick Sal Deveri, six six and a half, three hundred 320-pound offensive tackle from Old Dominion is the Saints pick. And so the Saints had identified him, uh, felt like that they could move up and be able to uh, add him into the mix as far as a player that could come in and make a play for him. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the direction that, that they go. Uh, you talk about being able to last year pick another tackle, a left tackle um, in Trevor Penning. This year you add uh, Nick into the mix as far as your right tackle is concerned. But Mike, this 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 isn't in the um, 
Saldivero is the pick. Here, here, here's one as well <laughs> that, you know, people fuss a lot of times about the Saints and how aggressive they are and some of the things that they do. How about this? The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> g- gave up to move up. They are the third pick in the fourth-round draft. Philadelphia Eagles gave up a third-round draft pick for next year to move up. Now the Man, Saints- I give Howie a lot of credit. And not that the deals are smart sometimes, but he identifies somebody and he goes out and get him. Well, he, definitely he is does. very aggressive. Yeah, he's very aggressive. I mean, but, you know, a lot of people like to fuss at the Saints, but, you know, the, they gave Other up a third round. Other people do it yeah, too. Yeah, they gave up a third rounder, no doubt about it. And so when you look at Saul uh, DeVere at 6'6", 320, to me, dudes, I would think his first shot is going to be inside a guard. Just right off the top of my head, I think that they're going to have him playing inside at guard first. You think so? I think so. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it really um, – I need, I need to see the footwork. What? How, how quick is he? How does he handle speed on the outside? Um, and, and, and sliding him inside, the game is definitely slower. The, the game is definitely Bingo. slower. Yeah, the game is slower for you. And, you know, particularly if you haven't seen elite type of athletes at Old Dominion. No, you ain't seen many there. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. one every once in a while. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to give you a little benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But it, definitely not week in and week out like he's going to see uh, in the NFL. I mean, so to slide him inside. That's why I think he'll be a, a guard at first. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got uh, Throckmorton, who is one of the, the interior uh, guys that can play right there until so you talk about being able to compete uh, with him for one of those spots. And so uh, uh, Cesar Ruiz is at that right guard position, and that's where, uh, you know, I guess Nick has played primarily on the right side. On the right, he, oh, yeah, primarily. That, that's been, he started 35 of 39 games, and every one of them has been on the right side. Yeah, I it's mean. He's been right tackle or right guard. But with Jari Evans there, and he made that transition from small college because who, who he was up against. You know, yeah. Jari wasn't playing against no elite athlete, but it didn't take him long. Yeah, I mean, um. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to compare uh, Saul Devery well, uh, to him. If, if if he's inside, that'll be his 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 coach that's that's helping him. That's right. I mean, because Jari will work with the guards uh, and, and and centers uh, this upcoming year, and you know. Um, Coach Doug will work, you know, outside. Now, he'll be responsible for the complete line. But, you know, that's not a bad guy to be able to get coached and talked by as well. And they'll, and Old Dominion will also have another player pick, and I think pretty soon, in Zach Kurtz, who's a tight end. He started at Penn State, and, man, he was like, what? They're not playing me here like I should. He's a six-foot-seven-and-a-half tight end. You know, he wanted to catch the ball. Right, he wanted to catch So it. he goes yeah. to Old Dominion, yeah. where they threw him the football a ton there. So uh, Nick Saldivari is the Saints selection. And just me having watched him play and in some of the postseason play, I think they will start him out at right guard. Uh, that's where I think he'll initially start, at right guard. Yeah, and then do some crossover work to right tackle. Yeah, I mean, I think right now all you want to do is get him in the mix. 
you're not expecting him to come in and start. You're not expecting him to come in and, you know, obviously pick up everything like we talked about. Coming from a smaller school, uh, he's got to be able to, uh, to allow the game to come to him and not let it be too fast. And so they want to give him the best opportunity to be successful. And if it's sliding him inside, at least in the beginning, then that, that, that'll be the case. And, again, he has started uh, 35 games uh, at Old Dominion. Of the 39 he's played on, and the, the games he didn't start was really as his redshirt freshman year. Uh, he played in three games, and basically, you know, that's a no count, uh, so to speak, the way uh, when you look at it from a college standpoint. We'll be back with more here on Draft Fest 2023. And, uh, again, New Orleans Saints, with the first pick in round four, have picked Old Dominion offensive tackle guard Nick Saldaveri. And we'll be back with more right here on the Big 870. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the final day of WWL Draft Fest. We are broadcasting live from the renovated Rouse's Markets on Highway 22 in Mandeville. And they, uh, they have the new dried-age beef locker where they dry-age USDA Angus beef for at least 25 days before they sell it. So come on here and check it out. Mike to tell you along with Deuce McAllister and the Saints with the uh, first pick in round four have selected Old Dominion offensive tackle guard Nick Saldaveri. He started 34 games at right tackle at Old Dominion and one game at right guard. But as we were talking about, I, I do really believe his first shot will be inside at uh, right guard, a six foot six, three hundred twenty pound uh, offensive lineman. So, uh, guys with a lot of experience at that level, and he's a really, really good athlete too. Really good athlete. So, um, with Saldaveri, uh, I think Deuce, what you got here is a guy that uh, they really liked, and uh, small college school. They've had some success with that. With the guy that probably will be mentoring him 
and, and Jari Evans because uh, most likely that's exactly where he's going to play is inside. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about it. Uh, you, you you said it earlier. Six six three eighteen. That's not a small young man. I mean, that, that, that ain't nothing small yeah, left. That's a, that, that, that's a pretty good size for him. And you know, the question becomes uh, from a base standpoint. Um, you know, is he heavy, lower body? Now he can really be able to use his his power and strength. Probably doesn't have the length. Eighty-one and a quarter. Okay. Wingspan. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's well. That's, that's what I was about to say. Good. Probably doesn't have the length to slide inside, but eighty-one and a quarter. That 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 works out. Um, that works out. That works out pretty well. But I mean, his ability to be able to play tackle, but having the option to slide inside, I think probably fits the Saints pretty well. And you knew that they were going to address the offensive line position um, at some point, and, you know, that's what they, they were able to add. Uh, another LSU player has come off the board as the uh, Seattle Seahawks have selected uh, LSU offensive guard Anthony Bradford. And uh, two head coaches, Coach O and Brian Kelly, both made the comments, he's the most talented guy we got here. Now, you got a battle with the bulge. Right. Because at one time, that second number deuce was an eight. He's 380 pounds. He's a big man. Wait, 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 wait. At one time. <laughs> at one time. I ain't kidding you. He, now, he's down to a, a swell 340 today. Right. But at one time, he got up. That second number was an eight. He was big. But well, he a powerful well, guy. Well, that's what I was about to say, though. For how Seattle likes to play, that's perfect for it's them. It's perfect for him. Now he's gonna have to. You, you you're gonna have to battle that weight. You're gonna have to get that weight down all a his bit. life. Yeah, you're gonna, gonna have to battle. Yeah, it. you're gonna have to battle that weight to get it down. But the way that they want to run the football, I mean that that that's perfect for him. I mean because they want to just maul you up front. They want to maul you up front, and you know you go back to Damian, Damian Lewis. You know he wasn't that 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 heavy, but you know. Damian is was the same type of you know bigger, thicker offensive guard that plays inside, and so Bradford uh, has a has a pretty good chance uh, to make a name and 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 place himself as far as a dependable guy on that offensive line. And you talk about just some of the guys that have been picked here in that fourth round, um, and we saw Philadelphia at one hundred and five again go back to Georgia. They went back with that drilling rig <laughs> and hit that Georgia spot and picked Keely Ringle, the cornerback safety from Georgia. The Colts selected uh, Break uh, Freeland, the big offensive tackle from BYU in Seattle, uh, ended up selecting Anthony Bradford. Uh, he's a he's a load of a man, believe me. And yeah, so. just a, a, a little bit on Ringo. I know a lot of people felt like that he probably should have been a first-rounder at worst second, but he falls to the fourth. You know, and, and, and the thing that probably um, hurt him the most was his quickness, being able to change directions, you know, in and out of cuts. I, I, I see him as and a he safety. Play, and he plays when he wants to. That's the other thing. Look what he did. Okay, everybody's all great with the TCU receiver. Right. What did he right. do in the national championship game? Right. Man, Keely Ringo went one-on-one right. one with him yeah. and locked him out completely. Yeah. And he so, doesn't and, squat. And, and so some of that is, is it the receiver? Or is it Ringo? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. But right, Keely right, right. wanted to play in he, that he, game. He wanted to play in that one. 
And his deal is, man, Quentin Johnston, I see guys like him every day. In practice. Uh, I don't need to fool with that. Right. So we'll be back with more here from Rouse's Markets on the final day of WWL Draft Fest. Shop Rouse's Markets, the official supermarket of the New Orleans Saints. We'll be back with more draft coverage here on the Big 870. Welcome back to our Draft Fest coverage. It's the final day of WWL Draft Fest, and we're broadcasting live from the renovated Rouse's Markets on Highway 22 in Mandeville. And this Rouse's is a barrel house, so it's a bourbon location for all bourbon lovers all over the North Shore. Come on out and visit us. Uh, I'd like to tell you along with Deuce. Mike, I know you're saying final day, but this this is our final day. But Steve, Charlie, and... um, and Jeff, they wrap it up tomorrow, though. They yeah, put the but, bow on it. Yeah, but this is our final day. Yeah, this is our final day. But we we can't we can't exclude them. I mean, they're going to be. And and here's the weird thing about it, because it used to be kind of final with the agreement with some of the uh, free agents. What? Yeah. Until that ink dries, yeah, until brother. Until that ink dries, it's not <laughs> final. So we will start hearing some of the free agent. Uh, now a little bit later tonight. L- later tonight, pre-agreement. But, you know, uh, they'll have a little bit more tomorrow, and they'll give you all of the coverage, uh, Jeff and Charlie and uh, Steve and, tomorrow. And Steve tomorrow, uh, and that'll be tomorrow morning. Uh, they'll be doing that. You know, the one guy that pops into mind, he agreed with the Saints but didn't sign, Arian Foster. Well, yeah, the, two, the running yeah, back from yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah well, it's end up with it. Houston. Houston, and he was a pretty good back. Now, he was a little flaky. Well, I mean, but, but uh, listen, I'm willing to accept that if you can play. Yeah, well, Foss was dealing, you know, Foss, his, his, his clock, you know, had a little different time than everybody else's. <laughs> he could definitely play. I won't get take that Damn. away from one bit. But, I mean, he, he, he kind of moved at his own little, little pace and did some things his own different way. And but, that's why he didn't get drafted. Yeah, well, I mean, that's – Because yeah, he was, yeah, he was yeah. immensely gifted uh, as he, a he runner. He was definitely talented. Talented, and so uh, you know, but that—that's what you'll start to hear a little bit later on today. And uh, it's always interesting, you know. Here's one player, and I know Bobby and probably myself, because I was going to have to come up with a nickname for him. Oh, Double A, <laughs> Double A, <laughs> and it's not Arn Anderson. So if you're a long-time wrestling watch, yeah, Double A goes to the Colts. I got to hear it one time. Out of Tawome. Out of Tawome. Out of Tawome. Out of Ballway. Out of Ballway. Out of Ballway. The defensive end slash tackle. I think he's really better off inside. He's a tackle. He's a defensive tackle. He's a tackle. And that's kind of like we talked about. He lasts to the fourth round. If he had more film inside, inside, he'd never be here. He would probably be a second rounder late first. I agree. You know, um, because he is immensely talented, but he is raw as can be as far as a player. And so the film that you have on him, you know, he's 6'2", 282. But the problem is you've got to do probably a lot of projecting for him because there aren't many defensive ends that have that type of size. And what I mean by that is if you're 6'2", you're probably more speed. Well, he's 280, so that's not speed. And so that's why you talk about sliding him inside 6'2", 282 to use his quickness and his power and his leverage inside where he can be disruptive right there. But, I mean, he, he is a raw player, but he is fast. As, Man, he's an athlete. His uh, 40-yard dash, 40-yard dash, 4.4 at the combine. 
at 282 pounds. That's moving. Yeah, that's that 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 that's moving pretty good. And so the Colts got themselves a fairly good player right there. And um, and it's basically in their backyard. Well, it's in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. I mean he, he he he's right there in their backyard. And so. Uh, a pretty good landing spot for him, but like like we talked about, if he's got a little bit more experience inside, he's he, never lasted. Yeah, the he, round. He, he, he's second second rounder, late first all, all day. The Falcons have also just selected a guy I got to watch play quite a bit, Clark Phillips the third from Utah, and uh, we're gonna break out coverage now, but we'll go to the Saints selection in round four, and we want to welcome him uh, to the Houdat Nation. Uh, Old Dominion offensive tackle guard, Nick Saldaveri. Nick, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I should say this afternoon. It's pretty close. So, uh, man, thank you for joining us, and congratulations. Uh, What was your thoughts leading into the third day? Did you have any indication that the Saints would pick you this high? No, I didn't know it was going to be the – like, I didn't know they were going to trade up. I knew that – um, like they liked me and then like we had good conversations in the past and that they could like they, they had a pick in the fourth and I was kind of just waiting to see how the fourth shook out but them trading up is huge and I appreciate it a ton. Well Nick first of all congratulations and you know I know this is probably a lot of stress relieved off of you but just tell us a little bit what this process has been like for you and you know the vision that they've talked about for you in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, this process has been obviously long and um, like, but I've been, it's been filled with opportunity. So it's really just a matter of taking things one day at a time and um, just being appreciative of where I'm at and like accepting what I have moving forward. And um, I think the Saints just ex- like expect me to come in and bring value in any way that I can. When I was on the phone with them, I was like, I, I can't wait to come in and bring value to this organization any way that I can. And, with that, it comes Nick, with uh, position versatility for me. Go ahead. Uh, Nick, uh, I was going to ask you that. You talked about the versatility part. Had they brought up that they would maybe put you at right guard first and then right tackle, or that, that wasn't part of the conversation? Because you played on the right side, mostly right tackle, but you did start a game at right guard. Yeah, no, we haven't, talk, we haven't gotten into depth like that yet. Um, but at the end of the day, they know that I'm willing and I'm able, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to help this team win. Nick, what a, uh, a couple of things that you know about the New Orleans Saints, you know, just uh, how familiar are you with the team, with the offensive line up front, and even, you know, Coach Doug Marone? Yeah, I mean, I met with Coach uh, Doug Marone one-on-one at the Senior Bowl and had, like, really good conversation. We talked ball, talked life, and it was really, really good. So I like his energy. I like what he like his knowledge and everything. And I think he can make me a great player. And um, in terms of New Orleans in general, I've never been to New Orleans, but I know there's history with the unit, and um, I know that there's, there's a passionate fan base, and like that's awesome. And having that kind of energy every week in the stadium is going to be sweet. And um, I can't wait to just come and bring value. So Nick, you got to tell me the largest crowd. Largest crowd that you've played played in front of is probably how many people? How many fans? Well, at home it's like twenty two, but I played at Virginia Tech in front of about in front of about sixty five. 
Okay, yeah. So that, that that's what you're going to have on average in New Orleans, about 65. And like you said, they are rabid fans. And so uh, I, I don't know if, you know, obviously you're a large man. And so the first time people see you, they said, oh, he's got to be a football player. It's going to be the same. When you're walking down the street, you know, he, he plays for the Saints just because of the size. And, you know, uh, people are going to be proud, proud for you. And they're going to be pulling for you down here. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And you love the food, Nick. Believe me, you love the food down there. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, wait. Nick, uh, going to the Senior Bowl, how much did it really mean for you? Because that, to me, for a guy, small college, and they got all the football world there watching you. Yeah, it's a little bit of stress because you understand all those peeping eyes watching you. But it really, I think, helped guys you in particular, but other guys maybe from a smaller college that didn't get a chance to go up against people of that caliber one practice after another? Because really the practices are much more important than the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, like you said, it can be stressful at times, but it's really just about taking it one step at a time and one day at a time and one play at a time and just being focused and doing what I do. At the end of the day, I'm a ball player. It doesn't really matter what helmet the person I'm lined up against is wearing. It's, it's mano y mano. And, like, I'm, I'm taking me every time. And um, I just, I'm going to control what I can control in life and in this game. I can control my technique. I can control my mentality. I can control what I do in the rep. And I'm going to determine how it goes. Nick, just one, one last question for me. Offensive system-wise, uh, what type of system did you guys run? Was it more hand signals? Was it uh, a play wor- a word? Was it, you know, just different? How, how, how was the system given to you? Just curious on, on, on that because I wanted to know, like, from an adjustment standpoint, uh, obviously normally the center handled that and then maybe the quarterback would give you a, a, a signal or a call as well. Just trying to figure some of that out as well. Yeah, so for everybody on the offense except for the O-line, it was all hand signals. And then the quarterback would get signals, and he would just give it to the O-line with a, with a tempo. So he would just say base for our tempo or warp for our tempo, and then he would just give us a play, and we would be ready to go. And then sometimes we would have, like, check plays where you get two plays, and there's a word that, like, changes it from one to another. Yeah, so one word, you know, one, maybe one color puts yeah. you on alert. Uh, but you, you, you guys came from a tempo system. So uh, as far as on average, you wanted to get a high, high amount of as far as plays? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, I was just curious. That's all. Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. I know. Who did, who did you work out with in the offseason, and what did you kind of stress more than anything? Was it more of a technique refinement for you? And where did you work out in, this, in the offseason uh, following the Old Dominion and, and Senior Bowl? Yeah, so I worked at Sports Academy in Frisco, Texas with Duke Manyweather. Um, okay. Penning for the Saints has actually, actually worked there last offseason. But um, – yeah, like it, he focuses a lot on technique and strain, the ability to strain for long, long periods of time. And that's what offensive line is all about, moving a man from A to B, and that's going to take strain, and you're going to have to dig and fight. And um, that's just what he emphasized a bunch in the weight room and on the field. And I feel like it, it definitely helped me a lot. 
Yeah, no, I'm familiar with that facility. Yeah. A couple guys, obviously, you just talked about Trevor went out there, but Duke Duke has done an outstanding job. That facility right there at Frisco, right not far from, I mean, basically a part of the Cowboys uh, training facility. And, you know, the thing that he has done with the O-line academy and just, uh, you know, uh, Teron, um, you talk about Lane Johnson, you know, those guys just being able to teach some of the younger players like yourself coming into the NFL. So, you know, if you, you trained with Duke, then I know that he talked to you about just having a book, being able to create that black book as far as <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the defensive ends that I play, being able to know some <laughs> of the, the tendencies that they, uh, they will have and, you know, just being able to, like you talked about, hey, look, before I play the game, then I'm already probably 70% uh, prepared for it as far as mentally is concerned because I know some of the tendencies already. Now I can just go out there and play and react instead of always being in a reactionary mode. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, thanks so much for joining us uh, and congratulations. Can't wait to have you here. And man, give us a big who that. <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys as well. Who that? All righty. Thank you, Nick. Nick, Nick Appreciate Nick, it. Nick thinking to himself, man, these guys are crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who that? Hey, well, wait till you get here. They got a lot worse than us. That's just like hello for us. That's it. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. All righty. That was Nick Saldaveri, the Saints' newest selection. First pick in round four, offensive tackle guard from Old Dominion. And we'll be back and we'll be live from Rouse's Markets on the final day for us here on WWL Draft Fest. Shop Rouse's Markets, the official supermarket of the Saints. A lot more draft coverage right after this break on the Big 870. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Welcome back to the final day of WWL Draft Fest. Well, at least the final day for Deuce and I. And, <laughs> and uh, Abear and I will be at the Silver Slip on Monday, so it won't be quite final, but uh, final for this week. And uh, we're broadcasting live from the renovated Rouse's Markets on Highway 22 in Mandeville. And they have a new expanded produce market. So if you're in the area, come on by. You're looking for fresh produce. They got it here at Rouse's. I'm going to throw it to Charlie Long, and Charlie's going to recap all the selections in round four. And Deuce, uh, I don't know who's recruiting for Illinois, but they got a whole new secondary to replace. They have had four uh, secondary people drafted well, from Illinois. Well, we talked about it earlier, and I'll get, let Charlie go ahead in, in, in just a second. But, you know, Lovey Smith – was, was he was a he, good recruit? He, he was there, so most of those guys they would have been year three, year four. They would have probably been recruited by Lovey, right? And right. if I remember correctly, um, I think Hardy Nickerson, uh, linebacker for Tampa. Yeah, it was Hardy Nickerson. I think he was either the DC or he was He's involved a, with. The, he was a co-defensive coordinator, yeah, linebacker coach. Yeah, yeah, and so I don't know if that was him identifying him. But, and whoever – that guy needs a raise. Yeah. Well, I, well neither of them are there <laughs> now. Damn. They well, go. Wherever they at, yeah. they should get extra money they're, from they're, Illinois. They're, they're, there you go. Now, the, the current staff probably developed them uh, yeah, a Brett, little bit Brett more. Yeah, Brett got that. Yeah, Brett, Brett was able to uh, – and that's the old Wisconsin coach. But um, they definitely identified him. Man. They definitely identified him. And none of these guys were highly recruited no, players. No, uh, I remember when he came out of Pensacola – and he ends up being a first-round pick. He was a zero-star recruit, the cornerback. Just a guy. Just another guy. guy. And then late, he was going to end up at a small college. And Illinois showed – somebody gave Illinois tape. And they said, you know, we'll bring him in. We got one more scholarship because somebody pulled out. Mm -hmm. And they end up with a guy that ends up being one of the top ten picks in the draft. Go figure. So, Charlie, I'm going to throw it to you and run us down all the selections in round four. Yeah, guys, 17 picks have been made so far. The Saints picked Nick Saldaveri, the guy we just interviewed. The Vegas Raiders picked Jacorian Bennett, cornerback Maryland. Philadelphia picked Keely Ringo, cornerback Georgia. Indianapolis picked Blake Freeland, offensive tackle BYU. The Patriots took Jake Andrews, the center from Troy. Seattle picked Anthony Bradford, the guard from LSU. Houston took Dylan Horton, the edge from TCU. Indianapolis, with their second pick of the fourth round, took Adetomiwa Adebaware. Tried my best there, guys. Good job, Defensive Charlie. tackle from Northwestern. Cleveland took Daywan Jones, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. New England picked Chad Ryland, the kicker from Maryland, another kicker off the board. Atlanta took Clark Phillips, a cornerback from Utah. Carolina picked Chandler Savala, the guard from NC State. Chicago took Roshan Johnson, the running back from Texas, a guy that you really liked, Mike, that backup yeah, sure to Bijan Robinson. Green Bay picked Colby Wooden, the defensive end from Auburn. New England chose City Sioux, guard from Eastern Michigan. Washington picked Braden Daniels, the guard from Utah. And Kansas City just now picked Tramari Connor, the cornerback from Virginia Tech. Those are the 17 picks made in the fourth round so far, guys. Yeah, and the Jets are up to pick. And so, again, Man, uh, we sort of repeating ourselves here, but with Keely Ringo gone uh, to Philadelphia, that becomes the third Georgia player that goes to Georgia in this draft. Yeah, I'm not even talking about last year because they double dipped there too with defensive tackle and Nicobe Dean, and now three more guys from 
University of Georgia football team. And so, man, uh, you do know how he's spending a lot of time looking at that Georgia film. Well, he's, he's spending a lot of time looking at that Georgia film. And what's interesting is one of the positions that the Eagles needed to get better at was the safety position. Oh, yeah. They, they, they lost uh, Chauncey Gardner, and they felt like that they had to continue to add some bodies to it. And so yesterday they ended up picking um, – uh, a safety, and then you 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 make the uh, selection. Well, I think it was more of a corner, but you make the selection today again, and and, and add Ringo uh, to that mix. And so, um, a lot of Georgia Bulldogs on that on that defense. You know, particularly, and we're not talking about the offensive side of the ball. That's just on the defensive side of the ball. And so, there's some uh, some guys that can motivate each other as far as some of the things that they do. And you know, uh, what, what, whether that helps Jalen Carter or you know whether that helps Nolan Smith, they're definitely familiar with each other. They're definitely familiar with each other, and, you know, uh, most of those guys will see immediate playing time, particularly uh, those those guys up front in that uh, front seven. Man, the one thing with Georgia, they can have a reunion in Philadelphia. I agree. Uh, with all the guys that they have over there. But it goes to show you, too, uh, how good a job Kirby Smart has done, not only recruiting, but to develop that talent. Because, man, Nick used to say this all the time about, oh, I got, I got coaches that can recruit, but they can't coach. And I got guys that can coach, but they can't recruit. The, the real kind of juggle of the ball here is to find you the right mix of guys that can recruit and develop your players. And, man, Kirby's been able to do that. <laughs> it's remarkable uh, what's been pouring out of Georgia well, the last here, couple here, of years. Here's what's interesting, though. You go and look at under Coach Mark Rick, they always had talent. But they, they were always underachievers. They, they were underachiever, and they couldn't at, – at times it almost like they didn't have enough discipline. Yep. But they always have had talent coming out of Georgia, you know, and even, you know, they were going to the uh, SEC and, you know, you just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't win it all consistently. But, I mean, you go back probably 15, 20 years, there, there's always been talent. But now it's like talent times two. I mean, it is talent times two, and every year you're looking – Oh, yeah, they'll have four first-rounders. You know, they'll have three first-rounders. And it's just the pipeline, I don't think, <laughs> will stop they for a minute. They shutting down that yeah. pipeline. Yeah, it, it won't stop for a minute. Uh, man, and you think about that schedule this year. I do know they have a young quarterback and doesn't have a lot of experience. But with And their defense, it can't be as good. That's no, no way yeah. in Not, God's green earth yeah. they can be as good. But they could roll this all the way to the SEC championship game. Yeah, I agree that, with that you. That schedule is not really difficult. I agree with uh, you. Unless, there, unless there's just some hiccups that, you know, injuries bite them in maybe one or two positions and they're playing young across the board, that's the only hiccup or two that you see. But I think they're going to play small ball this year. They're going to run the football, and they're going to jam you up at the line of scrimmage and say, I dare you to throw it downfield. I dare you. So, man, Kirby got it rolling. You almost could say the same thing about Alabama. That, man, losing Bryce Young, that's a huge, huge loss for Alabama football. Well, well that's why you take a transfer from Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Transfer quarterback. And, and, and three weeks ago, Nick, man, I'm great with my quarterback class. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then he saw <laughs> Spring Drill say it's time to move on. Yeah. We'll be back with more of Draft Fest 20. 20- 23 and we're live at the rouse's markets shop rouse's markets the official supermarket of the new orleans saints we'll be back with more draft coverage here this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.